0: fans, thank you for tuning in to Around the CPL, the official podcast of the Coastal Plain League. This is our inaugural episode, first one ever. Glad you could be a part of it. By the time that you listen to this episode, it will be one day, probably less than 24 hours before opening day of the Coastal Plain League. We've got eight games tomorrow, a full slate of baseball action, and we are looking forward to it. Hope you are as well. For the 10th straight season, the Coastal Plain League has partnered up with Baseball America to bring you the Coastal Plain League Corner. During each issue of Baseball America this summer, fans can now keep up to date on some of the key headlines this CPL season has to offer through the CPL Corner. Don't have Baseball America? Then you're missing out. For a special CPL discount, please visit the league website at www.coastalplain.com and click on one of the Baseball America banners to sign up the most information on baseball be sure to visit Baseball America on the web at www.baseballamerica.com and now for our very first episode I have a special guest it is COO and Commissioner of the Coastal Plain League Justin Sellers let's go ahead and get you into that interview all right Justin well welcome to the first ever podcast episode of the Coastal Plain League this is around the CPL thanks for being here man
1: Brian, happy to be here. Appreciate all your hard work and uh, we're excited to be launching this. So what's the feeling right
0: now? Like in the office, at the stadiums, with your conversations with other GMs, what kind of buzz is there with opening day right around the corner?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mixed thing. Everybody's very excited. Obviously, we've been working off-season year-round to get ready for you know this day here a week from today. But at the same time, you know that there's still a laundry list that has to be checked off. And so, just in our office, each one of us has a big whiteboard with our tasks that we got to get completed before Thursday next week. And going down the list, checking them, make sure everything's good to go. We got our interns in, and they've been working diligently on. Uh, uh, player contracts and rosters so that all the teams are set come opening day and so double checking triple checking things like that but definitely positive vibes and and pure excitement you know it's like christmas you're uh, you're almost here santa's almost come by and, and delivered the packages and uh come next week this time we'll be looking forward to kicking off with our first eight games of the 19 season and seeing what uh, the summer holds
0: Well, it seems like it's better than Christmas because it lasts two and a half, three months. So it's like having Christmas, like a true Christmas and summer, right?
1: Yes, yes. It's definitely uh, Christmas in July multiplied into June and August as well. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We've been around, this will be our 23rd year. This is my 17th or 18th in the league now. And, you know, it's always fun. You'll have somewhere around 650 plus athletes coming into our league during the season and, and uh, be able to see how these guys develop each summer, but also, you know, the enjoyment that we provide for our fans and uh, families that are in the, in our communities. And um, it's just a lot of fun and gives you a sense of pride to where you just, you look forward to it every year. And just like Christmas, you know, Brian, it'll, it'll come and, before you know it in a blink of an eye, it's over, and we're back into the off season, and everybody's thinking playoff baseball for MLB, and then we're going back to the drawing boards trying to look at how we can make the 2020 season better.
0: Yeah, I'm excited just as much as the next person to – there's a lot of baseball here in North Carolina, and it's just something that seems to be growing you know, every day. So since this is the first episode, uh, it's very possible that we're actually reaching baseball fans that may only know a tiny bit about the CPL. or or independent baseball in general, you know? So talk about the growth of the league, anywhere from the strength and experience of its ownership, all the way to what makes the CPL the best summer collegiate league, in your opinion.
1: Sure. Well, uh, you know, To give a a brief synopsis of our history, we started with seven teams, or six teams rather, sorry, in 1997, all in eastern North Carolina. Essentially started playing in former minor league ballparks that had been vacated and grew from there. When I started in the league, we had 10 or 11 franchises, and then we've grown now to where we're 16 franchises strong across four states. Our footprint reaches from Virginia all the way down into Georgia the caliber play in our league is very comparable to what you would see at the single A level pretty much as i like to educate people the difference essentially is the same athlete uh caliber athlete same age same skill set he just on career path a he gets drafted at high school and he signs and he goes in the pro ball and by the time he's 19 20 21 he's playing in single a and the career option b he goes to college and uh even though he's drafted and he turns it down he goes to college and he plays college ball for three years and Fortunately for us, a lot of them have chosen to spend their summers in the Coast of Plain league. And quite frankly, after our season ends each year, we tend to see a lot of our alums um, when we go around to see some professional games at minor league ballparks. You know, it's always encouraging, but what really kind of in my mind makes us the best is our dedication to not only our players and helping them get developed, but all facets of the game and truly being that face that develops the game for the next level. Whether that goes to being your players, whether that goes to being coaches that are getting their coaching experience in the Coastal Plain League and then going on to coach professionally or coach collegiately. Just in our backyard, you know, there's Duke, North Carolina, NC State, East Carolina, um, and even UNC Wilmington not too far down the road. And three of those five programs right there, their head coaches are CPL alums. They got their coaching started in the Coastal Plain League at East Carolina and Duke with Chris Pollard. um, Cliff Godwin over at ECU has done a fabulous job lately. And more recently, uh, Randy Hood getting the nod to uh, be Mark Scalf's, uh replacement at UNCW. So, you know, it shows you the, the development process on that end. So it's really nice to, to kind of see that. And so for the baseball fan out there, it speaks to the quality. But that's the baseball side. You know, we're also um, <clears throat> entertainment. And frankly, we're entertainment. It just happens to be that the movie in the background, so to speak, is – A baseball game. And so everything that you would see at a minor league game is what you're going to see at a CPL game. And then some, um, some of our brands are very unique. And a lot of our teams have really gravitated towards the creativity to it and enthusiasm to where it really makes baseball fun and um, families are enjoying coming out to a CPL game throughout the season with our affordable pricing and, you know, solid play on the field, but also with the promotions and things like that. I mean, it's just all around encompassing that it's a fantastic outing and, and process. So we've been very fortunate uh, in what we do. And I think as we continue to strive to make it better, eventually will hopefully be everybody's leadoff batter, so to speak, when they think of who's the best summer league out there.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned that baseball games are events. I've, I've mentioned that to a couple of my friends, that it's not just about the game anymore, which I, I like. So I've been to some Salamanders games living here in North Carolina, and I actually hope to visit a couple other stadiums. Uh, I've seen the Wilson-Tobbs Stadium when I was uh, teaching up in Wilson about, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I'll tell you what, they, they feel like a minor league game and not that you're trying to copy that because the CPL is very unique, but the fact that you can imitate that feel just because it's a good, solid product, a great league, I think it's a compliment. So what's the philosophy on wanting to run CPL games similar to the minor league? What, what drives that idea?
1: Well, I think it it starts with being professional. Um, you know, we... There's 30-something summer leagues out there. You know, I think you can rank them and put them in different tiers, if you will, based on the professionalism and things that they offer. For us, our background, originally, um, my predecessor, Pete Bach, was an ex-minor league executive. So that kind of started the ball rolling, and I think... From there, we had a couple of minor league, former minor league owners that got involved um, in Ken Silver and Bill Shanahan. And they brought a different mindset to our ownership group since my tenure as commissioner uh, about six, seven years ago started. um, We've added to that and basically now have almost nearly half of our teams are owned or operated by former or current minor league baseball owners slash operators. And uh, including, you mentioned Holly Springs, who we sold to Capital Broadcasting Company that for those that don't know who they are by that name, um, they're the owner of the Durham Bulls, the most iconic brand in in all of minor league baseball. And uh, to have them be a part of our ownership group and a part of our league and and work with Mike Berlin and the Goodman family and all their staff, and then pair that up with the other side of our ownership that doesn't have necessarily minorly experience, um, but bring wealth of knowledge in their own rights to it, it has created a uh, fantastic conference room worth of material. And what we've been very fortunate to be able to do successfully is is to uh, take that each year and build and have these uh, sessions where our minds are trying to create ways to make ourselves more professional, but at the same time, more fun and engaging and How can we be different working with these guys and their family? And, you know, when you're working not only with the owners, GMs and presidents and such that we have in our league, very dynamic young minds. And we got a kind of an attitude where it's like, look, let's not put cages and parameters around things. Let's throw it out there. You know, we'll see if it sticks. Sometimes it won't, but at the same time, you know, a lot of the creativity that you've seen in the last couple, three, four or five years, that's really helped the Coastal Plain League put its brand on the mark, um, has been, uh, because of the creative minds and, and the ability in our leaders, um, to be open to the conversation <laughs> and say, Hey, you know, just because this wasn't how baseball was 10, 15 years ago, doesn't necessarily mean that it can't you know change and evolve. And, I think when you look at the sport in general, it is evolving. You know, we, we want to try to have fun in that process and we like to be trendsetters. We want to be known, not just as followers. We want to be people that do things that other people, you know, say, Hey, that's something really cool. We're going to try it.
0: Well, and the MLB is already using the minor leagues to test out different, you know, rules and things like that. And, I think that you guys are kind of doing the same thing. it It seems like this great ecosystem where majors, minors, independent ball, summer league ball, they're all just trying to help the game move forward. Sometimes things don't work, sometimes they do. and if they don't work, you know, you just push them aside and you keep moving forward. I think that's that's a great philosophy and I, I think it's going to be something that really has uh, the coastal Plain League kind of stand out from from other leagues that are out there that may not be as aggressive with some of these you know experimentations.
1: Sure, sure. No, I mean, it, bottom line, um, if you're going to be successful, you can't be married to how things have always been. In the sport that we're in, there's a lot of purist to it, and it's a game that dates back a long time. Um, and so we're respectful of that. And we, we understand some of the things that we might do are different from what the traditionalists may like but at the same time baseball is you know trying to find its new identity that's gonna shift from the older fan to the modern fan now how do you try to control the pace of the play but at the same time honor the tradition of the sport and the rules of the sport and then build in entertainment that keeps fans wanting to come time and time again Frankly, Brian, it's, it's creating that gathering place for our communities. And, you know, these guys really become part of their hometown teams, um, the family there and, and staying in and host families and such and um, all the way up. And so when these guys are playing in front of the large crowds that you see in the CPL, it's fantastic for them to get excited and like wow you know this is really high energy and it allows them to start feeding off that energy and for the fans to be able to say hey you know it's not just baseball it's so much more so we want that we want you to come and enjoy and create memories with your family and be entertained uh quite frankly
0: well and part of entertainment is as you mentioned justin the evolving of the game to i guess meet the technology that's existent of today. And so that kind of leads me to uh, this press release that you put on the website earlier this month about the CPL's new partnership with TrackMan Baseball. Go ahead and just explain a little bit maybe what that is and how that partnership developed.
1: Sure. Um, You know, TrackMan's been around for a while now and been used pretty heavily in Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball and, um, and even in, in some prominent D1 college programs. And, you know, it's a Doppler radar type program that picks up on uh, all of the different statistics from pitcher's velocity and, and spin rate to the exit velocity off a of bat and, and things like that, that makes it very interesting um, to the fan and pro- can provide information for the fans. So like when you're watching a game on ESPN and it, guy hits a home run and that shows they do the ticker take and show you how far that home run was hit or how fast the ball was being thrown and things like that that's all coming from track man type skill sets so for us you know in part of our development of our players it's going to be very advantageous for our guys because what it does is on a regular night basis is they're going to get all this data. Their coaches in summer ball are going to be able to utilize and help with their you know development during the summer. But at the same time, arguably more important is is that data is also going to be um, shared with MLB teams and their scouting departments. So you know they're going to have a lot more opportunity playing in the Coastal Plain League, giving our guys an edge to be scouted and have extra information put in front of scouting directors. That, that's going to go a long way for those guys. But we're Real excited about Trackman. Um, We're technically the second summer league to join them behind the Cape, and Cape's kind of the granddaddy of them all, um, which is, you know. Kind of a benchmark for every other summer league team as far as talent goes. And so for us, we applaud their efforts and all that they do. But at the same time, you know, for a league that's over 100 years younger than the Cape and the Costa Plain League, and for us to be implementing these type of amenities for our players... Um, And more so when you talk about the stadiums and things like that that we have here, I, I think it makes it a very compelling issue to to look at, you know, where as a 18, 19 year old, 20 year old, do I want to go play during the summer? And who's got my best interest in mind and who's able to really get me to the next step?
0: Now, taking a step back real quick, you heard Justin mentioned their involvement with TrackMan Baseball. So, the Coastal Plain League has partnered with Trackman Baseball to bring their innovative stat tracking systems to nine of the CPL stadiums this year in 2019. Now, they're strategically placed so that every player in the league will have ample opportunity to be evaluated. Trackman Baseball is the industry leader in analytics and statistical training technology, allowing players at all levels to develop their game and get to the next level. For more information, visit www.coastalplane.com or baseball.trackman.com, and stay tuned to the league's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CPL Baseball as we share statistics all season long. Let's get back to the interview. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, especially when you talk about the the MLB's prospect development pipeline, I think you guys had an event uh, last year. I'm not sure how, how long that partnership has been going on, but it's also in conjunction with USA Baseball uh, here in Cary, North Carolina, and where you send a, a select team out there to to give them a go? Is that it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we actually, we partnered with USA, um, Brian, probably I would say mid two thousands, um, somewhere in that 05, 06 range was when we kicked off the partnership. We've been working with them and created a good partnership by trying to create exhibition games, um, so that we could help push, the national collegiate team that represents the entire country, and so these are the best college players in the United States, banded together and giving them opportunities to play together against formidable high-level competition in, in our teams, we've seen where that... Relationships gone from having individual exhibition games in CPL ballparks and having what we called the USA CPL Tour, where you may have five to seven games across the span of a week and a half featuring a CPL team hosting the national team, to where a couple of years ago we formed what we call the CPL Select Team. And essentially, it's like an all-star team, but it's not. Because in all-star, we, we tend to put more focus on stats and what each player has done in our league during the season. And with the select team, it's kind of a hybrid. You have, you know, stats are influential, but at the same time, you're also looking at prospects and, you know, essentially trying to say if we were going to take all of the 650 guys that come into the CPL each summer And whittle it down to 27, 28 guys to go take on whoever. These are kind of the guys that we're selecting. And obviously, when when you are talking those kind of numbers, you're going to always leave guys out that could be on it, should be on it. That's the tough part. Right, but the cool thing is, is this select team gets to go play USA. They play them over in Cary at the National Training Complex, which is a beautiful facility. And um, our teams, in general, when we were finishing the last couple of years of the tour, you know, our, our teams were pushing USA more and more. The talent level in our league was growing, and, and the competition level of of those exhibition games was heightened. And we even had our Peninsula Pilots Club, uh, coached by Hank Morgan, actually go. Back to back wins with them um, one up in Hampton, Virginia, at the Peninsula Pilots Ballpark there at War Memorial, and then the the next year down in Cary at USA's Field. It's good in the sense when you look at it from the USA standpoint, even because um, I'd rather them if I was their coach, I'd rather them lose to you know the Coastal Plain League than to lose to Japan or or Cuba, you know, and being a former athlete, you know, it's, you learn a lot more from the losses. That's part of the partnership is, you know, it's, we're trying to help. And, you know, if if we win great, if we lose, you know, that's fine. We're, we're still, we're, our job is to push them to have fun and to give our players that are selected to that team, the opportunity to play against the nation's best see their skill sets match up. And, and fortunately, because of the, the draw of the talent in that game, you know, there's a ton of major league scouts out watching them. And so for these kids, you know, for the 27, 28 guys that are selected to the CPL select team, you know, to play in front of a hundred and 150 scouts in carry and play against the nation's best and see these guys that are winning all these national awards you know, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, last year's was, you know, very similar. Um, it was more of a grinder type game, but um, we took a one run lead into the final frame and uh, unfortunately gave up a, a two run shot that put us on the losing end of a three to two ball game. But again, you know, I, my first question to the kids after the game was, Hey guys, did you have fun? And they said, absolutely. And you could kind of see, you know, they were disappointed that they lost. But at the same time, you could see that little sigh of relief because we're not upset. We're like, look, did you have fun? Did you enjoy yourself? We've seen guys get signed out of this partnership where, you know, they're they're an undrafted junior that all of a sudden now, you know, gets an offer because of how he performed against USA or how they perform in the All Star Game or what have you. But it's a fun experience. Um, we look forward to it each year, and I think USA does too. And and it's um, you know it's really it's really neat.
0: Well, and it's also it's kind of like a two edged sword. As I, I was listening to you, Justin, talk about you know you get excited because you're excelling. You have opportunities for scouts to to look at these players. Uh, especially through these matches with uh, USA baseball, but there's the other side of that in regard to disappointment in that, you know, you're going to leave somebody out as far as a select team or something like that. And, and, and you voice that you can't, you can't pick everybody for a team. Obviously there's a certain amount of spots, but I think we're starting to learn that there is more and more talent out there that may not be getting the spotlight every day or on TV or in the newspapers, but the talent is out there. I mean, I think the CPL had 123 major league players coming through the league with six of them already debuting this season. Players I hadn't even really heard of, and I try to track minors as much as I can, but some players, I'm like, where in the world did you come from? And a lot of times it's like, well, I played at, you know, Podant University or something like that. What, What's, what's your feel as you see these players coming in and out like this?
1: Obviously, there's different levels um you know if you look at d1 d2 d3 all you know juco we get them all um in aia etc and uh i think sometimes uh summer ball helps filter uh at least for scouts and scouting departments how these guys are going to be able to to handle it you know what's their mind like what's their you know it's it's a grind during the summer um especially after playing the spring season i get that um, and that's why we try to make it enjoyable and create the, the atmospheres that we do. But at the same time, you know, if these guys are really serious about becoming a pro baseball player. What they do in the spring matters, but what they do in the summer matters too. We feel from facilities to buses and the minor league type travel that we have and Um, operators that we have underneath us and the crowds and environment all that's going to help you get better and be prepared so that when you do get drafted um, you can have a successful career as a professional but at the same time you know it's um, each year you get these kids that you know the the guys from the big name schools that are in top 25 you know they're going to come in and yeah they're talented but Some of these other guys get opportunities that they might not have gotten in the spring because of what school they play at or what conference they're at. And now they're thrown into more of a limelight during summer ball and they're able to shine too. the big names that have come through here, like the Justin Verlanders and the Ryan Zimmermans and Kevin Euclises and Mark Reynolds. And. Even Russell Wilson, um, but uh, but then there's a lot of other names that might not be household right out of the gate, but we're hoping you know that they uh, can grow on you. You know, you know a couple of years ago, I, I like to give this stat. You know, in 2017, when it was the Dodgers and and uh, the Astros, it was the two ALCS and NLCS MVPs were CPL alums, and everybody already already you know. Thinks of Justin Verlander, but, you know, it's hard for them to, to name Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. And, you know, he was right there, maybe a little smaller name compared to what some of these other guys are. But, you know, we're happy to do it with all of them and, and success stories. Um, are endless, and the opportunities that we create for summer ball. Like I said, I mean, I've gone to plenty of our All Star games to where I've seen guys do really well that were undrafted, and they're juniors or seniors, and they get an opportunity right after the All Star break because they showed what they had. Or. They get signed after the season to, you know, go play independent ball. And then you hear about them getting their contract purchased to go play affiliated ball. And and those are, those are the, you know, that's the cherries on top, so to speak. That's where it makes your heart feel good. They're good people. And, and that's the thing that's just as equally important for us as, as turning them into good athletes is, helping have that influence on making sure that they develop as good young men.
0: Well, that's what's so awesome about baseball, Justin, is not only is it the big name stars or the small name stars, we look at someone like Steve Pierce last year in the World Series with the Red Sox. I'm an Orioles fan, sadly. I know Steve Pierce, but a lot of people don't until that World Series. And so he was an MVP in in the eyes of those who watched that World Series. But yet he's not as big as, you know, as you would say, a you know, a Yassiel Puig or anybody else like that. So baseball not only gives these these awesome narratives, no matter what level of play you are or the notoriety that you have, but it also, as you say, it builds these men up to be awesome citizens to their community. So let me let me ask you this: you know, wrapping up, Justin, tell us what we all need to know in order to get ready for for that day.
1: I think you're going to see the purity of the game in a lot of ways. I mean, these, these kids come out to get better and um, there's something about that when you're still at that age and working to get somewhere versus um, being on the way down or close to retirement, you know, they're, they're going to give it all bottom line if you are looking for entertainment if you're looking for fun if you're looking for something to take the family to that uh allows you for a couple of three hours to take your mind off of reality or whatever troubles you may have i mean it's nothing better than than baseball and there's nothing more satisfying for the soul and uh we feel the brand that we offer in the Coastal Plain League is second to none and the entertainment and value that you get for a lot of our teams, they offer an all-you-can-eat ticket that runs 15 bucks and gets you, you know, your ticket to the game and all you can eat hamburgers, hot dogs, and chicken sandwiches, and popcorn, and peanuts, and bottled water, soda. It's a fantastic deal. Certainly consider coming to a Coastal Plain League game. You're going to see um, a really cool environment that bleeds hospitality it's good for the kids and pure for the athletes as well and think you'll enjoy the ball game at the same time so um, we're looking forward to it we've got a full slate that day I'm always interested in seeing the competition and and really seeing our teams I'm, I'm curious to see you know the operators and and staffs the interns and making sure again that, you know, everybody's enjoying themselves. They're learning, they're developing, they're, they're getting their feet wet in, in um, a variety of ways. We're excited. Hopefully it'll be sunshine and good weather going into next weekend and we're ready to play ball.
0: Well, it's it's exciting to be a part of, you know, just seeing these players grow from the ground up. Not only the players, but as you mentioned, the, the interns, the broadcasters, even those that are at the, you know, giving out the the snacks and in the, The gift shop, I've been to some Salamanders game. Everybody is, it is. It's like family. They're enjoying their time. I I can't wait to go. Justin, I just want to say I appreciate your time in just talking with us today. Uh, Hopefully, I'll see you around the ballpark maybe officially get to meet you face-to-face. I'm looking forward to it. Again, uh, thanks for your time. And uh, we will see you guys in another week.
1: Thank you, Brian. I'm looking forward to meeting you and seeing you at the ballpark.
0: So that wraps up the first ever podcast episode of Around the CPL. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation with COO and Commissioner of the Coastal Plain League, Justin Sellers. If you want all the latest news and updates on the Coastal Plain League, its teams, and players, visit the league website at www.coastalplain.com. Also be sure to friend us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Coastal League and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at CPL Baseball. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday. Enjoy opening day.